Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, August 23rd. Pretend to yourself that this day is the beginning of a new incarnation. Obviously, you aren't a newborn babe, but try to wipe out any power the past has to keep you always doing the same things, making the same mistakes, and performing in the same old ways. Look for new things to accomplish new worlds to conquer, new ideas to express. Don't be the kind of person who declares pompously, well, as I always say, don't be a psychological antique. Try to be ever new in yourself and in your relationship with friends, loved ones, and even complete strangers. Uh, I had to laugh. Swamiji was so good at mimicking wrong attitudes, as I always say. You know, there's just people that you know who who always say, as I always say. I'm always, you know, I talk so much because I do all this broadcast now and this cycle and I teach classes. And of course, you know, there's certain stories that just, as Swamiji said, if a certain story perfectly in, illustrates a point and you're standing at that point, it's natural that that story will occur to you because there's just not a better one. But you just have to be so careful not to just be repeating yourself because, as I always say, you know, this is what's needed. So you, so um, the, the need to stay in the moment. And then even if you are telling a story you've told before, it has a quality to it because it applies. I had this experience I... Uh, was helping to take care of this older couple, not my parents, but this older couple, and they were they were well functional, but but things had begun to get just a little bit. I was sort of the first live-in help that they had, and the woman in of the couple, and they were both in their eighties. The woman lived very much in the present moment, and the man somehow had just stopped. Now, of course, I'm going to use older an older person to illustrate what Swami is saying, but you don't have to be old to be like this. But the, the older man, who was a wonderful man, both of them were wonderful people, but his interest and awareness of things had somewhat waned. And so when we would have conversation around the table, and different friends and relatives would come in, they treated me like a member of the family. I wasn't a relative, but they treated me like a member of the family. So I sat at the table and when their, when their relatives would come, when their friends would come. And she would participate in whatever was happening. Whatever the issue was, you know, a young niece would present some current issue. She would talk in present tense about what was happening. He would tend to wait until the conversation went somewhere near something he already knew. And then he would take the conversation and use it as an opportunity to tell a story, to talk about an experience he had, to present some point of view that um, he'd worked out. Now, he, he wasn't boring. He wasn't unkind. 
He wasn't egotistical about it. So it wasn't like it was awful. But it was extremely noticeable that his reality was always waiting to bring the present into his, his past, where she was always in the now. And she would refer to things that she was accustomed to. I remember she, uh, she raised her children... Um, she, she raised her children in Europe, in other parts of the world, where it was easier to have servants than it is in America, although she was of an age that many women of her age and social class also had help at home. But her niece was raising her children without any help. And after the niece left, she said to me, I can't imagine raising children without full-time live-in help, just like that. And I thought, whoa, you are from a different era than we are. So it wasn't like she wasn't who she was, but she wasn't trapped in who she was. So, so many of us just get this hypnosis. That's one of the reasons why we don't remember our past lives. Just think how burdened we are with the little bit that we do remember. Imagine if we had to go back through all those incarnations. I mean, that's why babies are so free. It's not that they have no karma. I've never born children myself, but uh, women tell me that you know, as soon as the child is conceived, the personality is, is discernible and that one baby will feel completely different than another baby because it's, it's a whole person and it brings with it a whole vibration. So a child, even a two-year-old, is a full person. And, and if you relate to children at all, they cease being children, they just become people. No matter how little they are, you're actually dealing with a full person who's just communicating in the way they know how to communicate. So it's not that we actually erase it, but we forget it. Or we don't have the developed intelligence. It influences us, but not every day. We don't have to think about it every day. This is what I do. This is how I do it. This is who I am. This is the position I must maintain. I'm the father of the house. This is what has to happen. I'm the mother. This is what's expected. Or I'm the teenager and this is what I have to do. You know, just all this stuff. Swami has pointed out on many occasions that it's amazing how fast children grow up suddenly when they have to. You know, they, they enjoy themselves as children, as he put it. Um, children, to a certain extent, are pretending to be children. But if circumstances, difficult circumstances come and they need to take greater responsibility, they just simply take it because it's in there and they're able to do it. But we have the freedom of childhood because we don't remember. But see, we can have the childlike freedom, which is what a saint is like, by refusing to allow ourselves to be limited and defined by the things that happened. There was a, a woman in the ashram with Swami Kriyananda when he was living there with Master, when Master was still with us. Um, and she, against the advice of her guru, um, was, tempt- was, was drawn into a relationship and got married, left the ashram against the Master's advice, left the ashram, went and had a, a baby. Child starts to grow up. The, the marriage proved to be an unfortunate choice. She realized that. She came back to the ashram, now with her child. And some of the more uh, less imaginative disciples who were there, one or two of them confronted her and said, you know, basically, how dare you show your face here after the way you disobeyed the Master? And she would have none of it. She just said, 
I made a mistake. Do you want me to spend the rest of my life worshiping it? It was just like out of the question. The past is the past. Now I'm in a new reality. And that's how we need to be. Merely because we have had great success in the past or, or great disaster in the past. It's the past. What does it have to do with me now? Now is a new moment. Now is a new reality. Um, you can't know what's appropriate in the future um, uh, until you're there because everything will have changed there. I had the experience when I first started teaching. I lived at Ananda Village and Ananda had uh, centers in Sacramento, San Francisco and Palo Alto at that time. This was the early 80s. And my work for a period of time was to go and visit those centers sequentially. And I would set up a a class series on the chakras or on healing or on some aspect of the spiritual path. And I would go to Sacramento on Monday. On Tuesday, I'd be in San Francisco. On Wednesday, I'd be in Palo Alto. And then I'd come back to Ananda Village. And then on the weekend, I'd work at the guest retreat. So I was a full-time teacher in this way. And when I first started on that first series, because even if the subject matter is the same, Swami has trained us that when you're there with a group of people, you have to know what they need because the, the potential of what you could tell them is enormous. And so you have to feel what this particular group, of all these choices, what does this particular group need and how should I express it? Intellectually, devotionally, humorously, you know, extremely seriously or casually, everybody's different. And from week to week, everybody's different. So I suddenly found myself giving class number one on the same subject in three different places. And there would be some resemblance, but not that much among the three. Because I couldn't be just ruled by what I'd done before. Because what I'd done before had been in a different time and place with a different group of people or the same group of people in a different state of consciousness because it had been before. And actually, just to finish that, when I suddenly realized what I was getting myself into, I said to Swamiji, how? Because he'd done that for years. For years, he earned money for Ananda by teaching like five nights a week in a different city every night, all these different class series. I said, how do you remember when I'm back in Sacramento? How do I remember what class number one was for them? He said, by being completely conscious at the time that you're speaking. And I thought to myself, and? And so what do I do? (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, I am completely conscious as a rule when I'm speaking. Now, of course, not like Swami. But nonetheless, in order to be in the moment, you have to be in the moment. And when you're in the moment... It makes an impression on your consciousness. So I just simply found when I was back in Sacramento or or San Francisco, wherever, standing in the room with more or less the same people that I had just spoken to seven days earlier, I just remembered. I just knew. It's not like I remembered everything, but I knew where I was and I, I knew how to pick up the thread and go forward. It wasn't my ability. It was the fact that it existed. And what made it possible was I wasn't trying to repeat. I wasn't saying, this is what I say in class number two. 
it was here I am in class number two. There is no past. There is no future. There's just right now. And that was why I could pick up the thread because I had been in the now. I'd been conscious when I was doing it. I wasn't divided. Do you understand? And that really taught me a lot about you can just wipe the slate clean. You can just start over. Teaching, as I have for so many years, I have to wipe the slate clean every time, as Swami said, first of all, otherwise you'd bore yourself to death, literally. Or otherwise you'd just start repeating yourself, which bores you to death. What I call teaching from memory. Oh, I remember this joke went over well. I'll tell it about here. You have to be in the now. There is no past. There is no future. And that applies to everything that we do. Just because I did it yesterday doesn't mean I have to do it today. This is an entirely new moment. The mere fact that I did it yesterday means that I'm not the same person that I am today, that I am today because I did that. It had an effect on my consciousness. Everything has changed. The astrology has changed. <laughs> you know, the environment around me has changed. And it gives us a tremendous freedom. And so whenever we hear ourselves, as Master used the phrase, psychological antiques, he said sometimes people become such psychological antiques, he said, that God has no choice except to take their lives. <laughs> they just, you know, they, they just can't go on like that. And you can become a psychological antique when you're quite young, if you're just afraid to do anything that you've never done before, or that you cling wholeheartedly to what I always say. You know, and these things are put into us, who knows for what reasons. We start imitating our parents. We, I, I've mentioned several times in this experiences I've had with someone recently who was talking about an action that she took, was, which was really unwise, which was basically being in great need of help and having many friends who had generously and happily helped her, help her, but not calling them because I was raised to take care of myself. And I said to the person who just said that, you are now 78 years old. I said, how long ago were you raised to be like this? And what kind of an excuse is that? I mean, at any moment, what is the excuse? Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it going to bring you anything that you want? Even such a thing in that particular case, which is an interesting way to think about it. What an insult to your friends. When you find that a person suffered in needlessly, even for days, because they wouldn't call you for help. It's like, don't you believe in my friendship? Don't you trust me enough that I would, I would sacrifice my convenience for your well-being? So oftentimes what we think of is, oh, well, I'm just you know, taking care of myself, is actually a tremendous insult to your friends. You see how different that is? So we have to ask ourselves, really, is this worth perpetrating? Perpetuating is what I mean. Is this worth perpetuating merely because it's my habit? And even if it is worth perpetuating, choose it again. Don't just be compelled. Choose it again. Make sure that today, what was true yesterday is also true today, so that when it ceases to be true, you can let it go like that. Swami says, Pretend to yourself that this day is the beginning of a new incarnation. Obviously, you aren't a newborn babe, but try to wipe out any power the past has to keep you always doing the same things, making the same mistakes, and performing in the same old ways. 
Look for new things to accomplish, new worlds to conquer, new ideas to express. Don't be the kind of person who declares pompously, well, as I always say. Don't be a psychological antique. Try to be ever new in yourself and in your relationship with friends, loved ones, and even complete strangers. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.